We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Humble pie does not taste good, and it never has. And the Packers have a healthy serving of humble pie headed their direction tonight. They lose to the New York Giants. Yes, those New York Giants, Tommy DeVito, Wandale Robinson, like it wasn't even Saquon Barkley running for 200 yards. And frankly, they lost on a walk-off field goal. And the part that I am the most upset, disappointed in, whatever phrasing you want to use to describe bad about is that the Packers didn't even deserve to be in that position. Like at the end of the game, they could have won 22 to 21 and I'd have come on this show and told you, yeah, they stole one. They they just kind of got a little lucky with a punt hitting a Giants gunner and a Jeez, ridiculous fumble. Fans. I still can't even figure out how Saquon fumbled it, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. I'm the host tonight. I'm Jacob Westendorf. I'm joined by Trey Watson and Jacob Morley, as I always am on a week-to-week basis. Morley, you... We're at the lowest of lows last week after the Kansas City Chiefs, your favorite team in the entire world, lost to the Packers. And now even lower because the Packers just lost to the Giants. Yeah, we had we had a fun week. 
We had a fun week. And I said it last week on the pod. I was like, man, like beating the Chiefs with this young team was up there as far as fun, just fun victories as a Packers fan. But as any Packers fan knows, don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable with uh, feeling yourself because the NFL and the Packers have a way of uh, humbling you quickly. Uh, And that is exactly what this Giants game was. And you hit the nail on the head. Uh, No business winning this game whatsoever. Uh, I actually forgot about the punt that hit a Giants player um, and the Packers recovered it. I mean, just gift wrap after gift wrap that the Giants gave the Packers. I mean, and the Packers also were giving gifts as well. And it is the holiday season, I, I guess, after all. And the other thing that really stinks, I don't think anyone's talked about. This is Matt LaFleur's first loss in December. And that's how it happened at the hands of Tommy DeVito and a kicker wearing number 46. Uh, just something about the New York Giants have a way of uh, knocking the Packers off their pedestal. They've been the team that's kind of always done it, right? Uh, 15-1 and one season, who did they lose to? The Giants. Uh, the NFC Championship game, Favre's last game, who did they lose to? The Giants. And obviously this team is nowhere close to those the magnitude of either of those teams. Uh, but as far as gut-wrenching losses in the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and so far Jordan Love era, pretty much all from the Giants. So, you guys, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Having a, having a good time over here. Yeah, not. A, I mean, I think Matt Lafleur sums this up really well. Uh, he said that when you're bad in all three phases, this is what happens, and they were. Green Bay was terrible on offense. They were not good on defense, and they were awful again on special teams. Uh, they were outgained by the Giants, three sixty-seven to three twenty-six, and some of that was because of like what Green Bay did later. In the game, the Giants ran for 200 yards. That is the fourth time the Packers have given up 200 yards rushing on the season, uh, which is phenomenal just to think about because two of the times it was the Falcons with B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier, and they make no secret about what they want to do. The Lions, and again, they make no secret about what they want to do. The Steelers, which, okay, maybe that's the outlier. They don't they might have a secret or two as to what exactly it is that they want to do. And tonight the giants, it was, you're playing a third string undrafted free agent quarterback. Who's been legitimately awful for massive stretches of the season. And you still gave up 200 yards rushing and Saquon Barkley didn't even dot you up. It was Tommy DeVito running like, the read option that they ran where DeVito got tackled at the one is in like the highlight reel for most embarrassing plays of the season. Get that. This is what's going to kill me tomorrow. This is what is going to absolutely kill me tomorrow. We're going to see pro football focuses grades come out. We're going to see pro football focuses pass rush stuff come out. And Devontae Wyatt is going to look really pretty in those stats. And my God, finish a play. Finish a freaking play Devontae Wyatt one time one time please and I'm not I'm not yelling at NFL player guy because I couldn't do it but at what point do we see this guy and maybe it's not all just him and maybe I'm just being emotional and reacting and I'm pinning it on one guy and that's not fair and I get that but how many times how many times do we see him 
just whoop an offensive guard and completely whiff on the quarterback. And I think it was like four or five times DeVito was able to get out and get eight or nine, ten yards on just stepping up in the pocket and and scrambling for, you know, just kind of those hitting yards in this game. And I know there's a lot of things to be frustrated with in that game, in, in this game, but for me, that's one of the biggest ones because some of the other stuff is just shooting yourself in the foot uh, and maybe even unlucky stuff that happens throughout the course of an NFL season. Uh, Devontae Wyatt's played. I just uh, – you need more. We need more out of him as, as a former first-round pick and as a guy that's getting there. Like, let's not make – let's make that distinction. He's getting there. He's beating off NFL guards. But, man, it's, it makes it frustrating to watch him just not be able to complete the play. Sorry for my rant. No, you're right. I mean, pressure is production as or disruption is production or whatever phrasing it is that the Packers always use when they talk about, like, lack of sacks versus pressure and stuff like that. Like, yeah, there is some truth to that. But at some point, you got to get the quarterback on his ground on the ground, too. Like, and Packers didn't do that. Tonight, they have – the Giants have given up 69 sacks this season. Green Bay didn't have one sack tonight. The only thing they had that was close – was Lucas Van Ness tackled DeVito for a one-yard gain. So that's the only time they really got close to calling that a sack. They lost the sack battle. They gave up two sacks. The Giants didn't have any. They were two for five on scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They were five for 14 on third down, and they were one for nine late in the game. So they kind of got better as the game went along, if you want to call it that. They turned the ball over three times. They gave up 209 rushing yards, like I mentioned, and they missed a field goal after a bunch of stuff. It is a letdown and frankly, a piss poor for performance. And like I said, they were lucky to be in the game to the point where like, you know, if Bullock misses a kick, Green Bay wins. And they were lucky to be in that spot at all. Trey, of all the things that I just mentioned, where are you disappointed the most at this point? To be honest, uh, you really just stole all of my thunder. All of what you listed, <laughs> just top to bottom, basically, the, the inability to finish in the red zone – in football with one of the most inexperienced quarterbacks in football, giving up 200 rushing yards when you know this team basically knows they can't – they were barely able to throw a forward pass for the most part. Um, and you you let them average 6.1 yards of carry rushing the ball, losing a turnover battle to this, this poor of a team, not being able to move the ball when you needed to. Um, I mean, like the list goes on and on. All of it is is awful and unacceptable, but I think – what hits home the most is at the end of the game, yes, they left them a lot of time. Yes, the Giants had two timeouts. But you have an inexperienced uh, quarterback. You have a poor offensive line, even if you haven't been able to get pressure on them throughout the game before that. And you're not you're not closing any kind of windows to make it hard. He has wide open check downs to move down the field extremely quickly. And then you have a one-on-one matchup where, you're, where your guy gets burnt. And they're at the, what, the 20-something All right, we're having some issues again with Trey's connection. As we've seen from last week, apparently the connection is uh, about as good as Green Bay's defense was that night. So, Morley, we agree. Uh, I think that the defense is probably the most disappointing part because if we're grading on a curve, then the Packers, this was the easiest quote-unquote matchup, right? Like, they're facing a undrafted, Third string court, like this guy's terrible, and and I don't use that phrase. Is he? They've won three of their last four. Yes, he's terrible. Have. He's terrible. I don't care yeah, what but they've won. Honestly, but here, no. So like, he probably is terrible. It, it, but I will say this: going into this game, 
with DeVito. I said it to you and I think Peter. I was like, I'm kind of surprised that he's not worse. Like his numbers aren't worse. Like he doesn't turn the ball over and he didn't again tonight. I don't think he even put the ball in harm's way. And so I'm not making excuses for Joe Barry at all, but I think DeVito is maybe better than what some people give him credit for, or, or at least hasn't been found out yet um, more than some people give him credit for. But I don't think you can just pin this on Joe Barry and the defense. I mean, they, they were, they were terrible. I mean, not just bad. They're awful. God awful in all three phases of the game tonight. And I think to a man, they would say that in the locker room, not really anyone can go home feeling good about themselves tonight. Uh, I mean, the end of the game, the offense, like if you want to take silver lining type things from this game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with the opportunities that were gift wrapped to them several times in the fourth quarter, like was the offense able to rally and come back? Like, sure. Uh, the, Malik, the Malik Heath throw and catch in the corner of the end zone. Um, really great play. Really great throw. Um, everything that you would want from your young quarterback. But like, that's all we saw of it. Tucker Craft had another, you know, big catch and run tonight. Like that's fun. Uh but for some reason, I, I this is what worries me too is you know Wink Martindale bounced Matt Lafleur's head on the turf last year too. So this is two years in a row that he's just had answers for Matt Lafleur's offense, and the Packers could not come up with really anything to combat uh, the. I mean, he he blitzed the crap out of Love tonight again. Probably more, probably the most. If we go look at the stats, that's probably the most Jordan Love has been blitzed in his career since his very first start at Arrowhead, something the Chiefs just didn't do last week. I wonder if Spags is watching that game thinking, shoot, maybe I should have just done it again because tonight they didn't have answers. And I know that it's more than just it's more than just sending seven. It's more than just sending five or four. Uh, Wink is – I mean, he's probably he probably has some of the most exotic blitz packages in the NFL um, and something that Love clearly – wasn't ready for um it also didn't help that the guy that they've been running their offense through the last month that Packers fans wanted cut a month and a half ago uh he wasn't there tonight and that's it that's that's a tough it's it was a, it's a tough game for the Christian Watson stinks club because you look at this offense without him and some of it's losing Musgrave as well uh those are really your two seam stretchers that they've use this entire season and you 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 have those guys gone and all of a sudden it just seems like there's such a lid on this offense and what they can do and with jordan with jordan that's not really how he wants to play um he leads the league in passes of 20 plus yards like that's what he wants to do he wants and to it's a long-standing problem like here's the beef i have with that is this isn't new like the mm-hmm. issues that green bay has had in terms and this is what i mean and it isn't new in terms of team building like when from 2019 forward, so 2019 was when they hired Matt LaFleur. They had initials guy at wide receiver. And when he was out, they didn't play well. And their offense felt like it had a cap on it. He didn't play in that 49ers game, for example, uh, in the playoffs. It felt like Green Bay's offense had a lid on it. Christian Watson is their only legitimate field stretcher. Jaden Reed has some deep speed, but it's not the same. It's not take the top off the defense type of speed in the way that you can with Watson. Okay, fine. You only have so many guys that you can roster, but how do you not have a second player like that? I mean, your offense is essentially built to the point where if one of them's out, then well, I think that, that changes the way you do. do everything. They do have two, and they're both hurt. Like, I think Luke is the other guy, right? Like, you can't go – I mean – and that's 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 the pushback on that is like 
Christian Watson and Luke Musgrave don't grow on trees. Like it's hard to find those guys. They have two of them. They're both hurt. You know, like they're they're without both of them tonight. And you kind of saw what happened. I think that's the first, and I think it's the first time all season they've been without both of those guys. You know, they had Luke earlier in the year. He has been healthy most of the year. Christian's been in and out of the lineup most of the season. This was the first time they just didn't have either of them. But, you know, Trey, your perspective on that, of losing, you know, explosive playmakers like that, especially when a team is is blitzing you as much as they came after them tonight, um, what does that do to an offense that's trying to move the ball down the field? We're having a lot of internet issues with with Trey here. So the the Tampa internet is attempting to silence the Watson family, and I personally will not stand for it. Um, it it's it's a tough spot, you know, with with the internet and with <laughs> and with Green Bay's offense, kind of in general. Uh, so so like I said, Morley, going through everything is. The offense was disappointing just because they had hummed so well through the last two, especially the last two games. You know, the Chargers game, I know they threw for 300 yards, but it did feel a little bit clunkier throughout the course of that game tonight. You know, this tonight is another one of those. It's tough when, you know, another one of the guys that they have on offense that has a little bit of juice, obviously, is Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones didn't play tonight either. So no Jones, no Watson, no Musgrave. Dontavion Wicks gets hurt. I mean, Green Bay is having to build their running game around jet sweeps with Jaden Reed, which, you know, cool. That's a nice wrinkle to be able to throw in, but it felt like tonight they went to the well one too many times with some of that Jaden Reed stuff, especially the two-point conversion. I was really disappointed that that was the – like cool. that was one of the – that's a first guess. And I know that like play-calling person is always the one that complains like after the play doesn't work. But as soon as I saw him go in motion, I was like, don't run that play. And they did. And it didn't work, and the Packers lost at the buzzer as a result of it. Uh, but I don't know, Jake. Like it, it's tough to it's tough to figure out where where to go from here. I guess you know like, the biggest understanding I think you can get with is this is a week to week league, and I should have known better. I drank some Kool Aid, but I, I can remember when. Green Bay beat Chicago to start the season, and you and myself and Ross Uglum were talking about. Oh, could they be six and two at the bye? And then, of course, they weren't six and two at the bye or at the or at the bye week or at some point in the season, whenever it was that they would have been six and two in theory. Like they could have been. They, they had they their chances. Been. They, they could have been. They aren't. Be. Yeah, and this Giants game but is another one you can toss on that pile of Broncos, Raiders, Steelers. Of like, if Green Bay misses the playoffs this is going to be another one of those games that could have been like, man, we should have just won that one. And it follows a similar formula. You know, if green Bay turns the ball over, then they're not going to, they haven't really overcome that. I should say. Um, and I think I'm going to try and make a promise in front of you and everybody is I'm going to try and stay reserved when it comes to this team, because, you know, I was very confident. I picked the Packers to win by three scores. Because right. I thought that mostly because I thought the Giants were terrible, and I think the Packers run a roll, and I still think the Giants are terrible. They are. They are. But, that's what. That's why this. That's why this one hurts so bad. They're bad. And, They're so and I bad. think. I think what we're learning, and this is okay. It's disappointing because you know after last week you're riding high after beating the defending world champions, but the Packers are an average football team, and yep. average football teams lose sometimes to bad ones, especially when they don't play well, and. 
you know, they'll beat some teams that, you know, Green Bay has beaten teams that they are not better than. And that was something I didn't think they would be able to do this season because Detroit is probably better than they are. They beat them. Kansas City is better than they are. Can't They beat Kansas City. So next week they play a team that's probably about their equal, and that's Tampa Bay. You know, and Tampa Bay is not the team that came in here and won the NFC title game a couple years ago, but the structure of that team is still around. Vita Vea can eat your lunch and will. Antoine Winfield. They can't run the ball anyways. Who cares? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And then you can get ready for football and fun Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza. Pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it. And more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love Crazy Bread, love, love, love Crazy Bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get Crazy Bread. And speaking of winning, Literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. So you guys have probably noticed by now that the Pack-A-Day podcast is 365 days a year, and we've now been doing this for over five years. You've probably also noticed that I haven't missed too many episodes over the years, and let me tell you, that isn't by mistake. The truth is, before I started the podcast, I used to get sick way more often. I figured at the time that it was just happenstance, wrong place, wrong time, maybe ran into someone with the wrong germ, and I got sick. What the heck was I supposed to do about it? Then I had a friend recommend to me a vitamin regimen that helped my immune system, And ever since I started boosting my immune system, my instances of being sick drastically decreased. Turns out, wasn't always just happenstance after all. When I was sick, I wasn't feeling focused. I felt sluggish, and that led me to fall behind on my work and left me stressed out. 
Me taking vitamins helped, but then I ran into a different problem. Taking multiple vitamins every day was becoming a hassle and I figured there had to be an easier way. That's when I started drinking AG1. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I not only continued to boost my immune system, I also had more energy and was able to replace all of my multivitamins. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. That's why I'm proud to have AG1 as a sponsor for the Packaday podcast. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, and in our family, we're gearing up to get all of our holiday shopping completed so we can have those magical moments of giving the gifts that people are going to love, and we can see the joy on their faces when they open those gifts. As a father of a 6- and 10-year-old, those moments are magical, and they mean a ton to me. Now, you and your family may have different holidays or different traditions, but one thing remains the same. You get to define how you give to yourself this holiday season, and this holiday season is the perfect time to do just that. You could treat yourself to a spot. Maybe make your favorite meal for dinner, or maybe the best gift of all could be a gift of therapy. As I've talked about in the past, therapy has been a huge benefit to me in my walk in life. As much as we want to put life on cruise control and act like everything is perfect, the fact remains that life is hard and you don't have to walk that journey all by yourself. As soon as I realized that, is when my life took a turn for the better. Therapy has helped me focus, it's helped me avoid negative triggers, and it's helped me enjoy the little things in my everyday life. If you're thinking about starting therapy this holiday season, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be ultra convenient, and can be suited to your own unique schedule. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. Vita Vea can rush the passer too, though. So I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. you know, that's interior true. pass rushers and stuff like that. They did a good job. Hey, listen, they did a good job on Dexter Lawrence tonight, though. Who can also rush the passer? They did. they did a good job. Well, Chris Jones, they didn't really do a good job of, but they they survived. They survived, so. and that's what you're hoping for. And that's kind of the tough part. And again, you know, Green Bay, their offensive line is average. And this is where when, you know, people want to play back and forth with me as to they should just pick offensive linemen in the fourth round and later for this year, including, um, I don't agree with you. <laughs> I, I truly don't. Um, you know, the Packers, I think, don't fully believe in whoever it is that they have. Like, you're not rotating guys if you're confident in your f- first five. Like, Matt LaFleur just – yeah. I, I just it's, I you I, don't rotate guys if you just think you got seven really, really right. Good David Bakhtiari's not playing yep. you know every other series if he's active, which of course he's not You're looking for someone to take the job and no one is and Adam Stenovich oh. has said as much and they just haven't done it. You know, that's yeah. that's the problem. The nice part, I guess, if you want, I do enjoy the resilience of this team. This team does have like yeah. Jordan Love's yeah. resilience is a nice thing to see. Um putting together that what should have been a game-winning drive was nice to see. Quick decision-making, some nice stuff to Jaden Reed. The the touchdown to Jaden or to Malik Heath that wasn't was pure filth on Jordan Love's part, and in a good way. And then the next throw was awesome too. 
Uh, and it's, it should have stood up and it didn't. Um, you know, I think I thought, that, the, I thought Toure had a chance at that one in the end zone that bounced off his hands. There's a couple, think, you know, I think that, but like, one of the, but also, but lo- love is still at that point though, too, where it's like, man, let that thing go a little bit earlier. You've got time. You know I mean? That's a, man, it's just so hard. That's a really hard throw to make. And for this team, for this young team, like we're sitting here within an hour of the game being over and it stings. But I think ultimately you're going to look back at this game and it's always, it's going to suck. Like it's not going to be one that you're like, oh, we'll explain it away. But I think it just illustrates that this is a young team, that these are their babies out here. And they've shown you, now they've shown us what they can be. And like with anything, and and especially if like, if man, you like NFL draft stuff, if you scout a player, if you watch a player, I think a lot of people's mantra, and this is one that I've adopted the last several years, is what can you do? Show me your, your best. I And that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm looking for. That can also get you in trouble, right? Because I think the question still remains for this young team and the question still remains for Jordan Love. We have seen your peak and it's really good. Like good enough to go beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Good enough to, I mean, probably be a t- you know, top five-ish quarterback is what we've seen him play in stretches. We've also seen him be bottom five quarterback in stretches. And so this is the men's league. Can you do it week in and week out? That remains to be seen with Jordan. You know, I think he's a starter in the NFL. He could be a really good one. He could be an elite starter. He could be someone that is just a super, super high variance starter as well. We've seen guys like that. I don't want to throw Ryan Fitzpatrick out there because I think Jordan Love has more talent in his pinky finger than Ryan Fitzpatrick had. But that's an example of like, man, Fitzmagic would get hot for stretches at a time and he would look like a freaking MVP. And then he would be really bad for stretches at a time as well. I don't think that's Jordan Love, um, but that's the that's the anxiety part of this, though. And I think, Jacob, like that is another annoying part about this game is everyone that had anxiety about this game, about the Giants coming into town, about the dreaded letdown or whatever, which I don't think are trap game or whatever these phrases people use. I mean, you're right. <laughs> like what, you know, everything you were worried about was right. Like we were talking to Uglin before the game uh, in our little group chat. And after the first drive, he's just like, I don't like this. I don't like it. I feel, I feel something feels off. And part to of be felt, fair, Ross will do that if they run the ball on first down on the first drive of the game. True, true. But he was right. <laughs> but that's but that is my whole point, right? Is anybody that had any type of fear or anxiety for this game, it was founded. And if you're the one sitting there wanting to point me, see, I told you, see, I told you so. I told you they'd come back down to earth. Like you get to say you're right for a week. And the Packers have four games left. And uh if love plays like this for the next four games, I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you point to the games he played really well, and you hope that he that's what they cling to. I don't think he'll play like this the rest of the year either. I think he's going to have his ups and downs r- remaining for this year. Some of it is the supporting cast around him. Again, like going back to the beginning of the season, it was the chicken or the egg. Is it love or is it the young receivers? Well, they finally got something clicking with these young receivers, and then their best one gets hurt. 
again, you know, and it's just, it's just been kind of that type of season for this young team. Just kind of tough luck. Some things go their way. This was probably the luckiest game I've ever seen them play in, like, but also the most unlucky. You know what I mean? Like they had some really weird stuff happen to them, some really dumb stuff that they were self-inflicted, you know, that was self-inflicted. But Saquon Barkley's just dropping the football. The Packers being so bad at tackling that they didn't touch him and he just fell down and dropped the ball. That was one of the luckiest things I've ever seen on a football field. It, when it for when they first showed it, it took me a second to to register in my mind that it was a fumble because I thought there's no way he wasn't touched. Like clearly he's touched. He didn't just go to the ground, did he? Oh, he did. That's our ball. The punt hanging 50 yards in the air, coming down and hitting a guy in the elbow. Wow, that is like that's so lucky. So you know, but then in, inversely, uh, Keyshawn, you know, not just falling on the ball. That's not luck. That's just not, that's just not a smart football play. Uh, the the I don't think they scored on it, but their punt returner just sprinting forward to try to feel the ball and running into just a blocking Rudy Ford. I mean, that was just kind of the what happened. Like that's just kind of how the game was. And maybe and maybe it's a burn the tape type game. I don't I, I hope not. I think they have a lot to learn from this game. And maybe that's a good thing. But man, Jacob, it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a long week. Gonna be a long week leading up to Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's gonna be tough sledding because Jaden Reed is being evaluated for a concussion. That's official now. And Lauren Helmbrecht, and I'm sorry, Lauren, Lauren, if I butchered your name there, but said that she talked to Dontavian Wicks, and Wicks said his ankle is quote effed up. So yeah. they think it's a high ankle sprain. The Packers literally might have run out of bodies at receiver. Like that's a legitimate possibility. If if Reed if Reed and Wicks can't go on Sunday, I am not trying to be like fatalist here. I don't know how they score points. <laughs> like, I, I, you, I you hope don't. you hope Aaron Jones is back and healthy, and you build the ship around that. You you're probably talking about Bo Melton and Grant Dubose being which, active, right? Which not so okay. Cool. So but that's cool. that's a long way from now. Hopefully, this is a game where they lose the battle, but not the war type of situation. Uh, I don't know, man. They're just there's not a ton of positives to take from this. Like you said, no, they scored, they scored 22 points and they were kind of fortunate to have done that. You know, one of the touchdowns they scored, they started at the giants 36 and that was because of Saquon's stupid fumble. Another one of three of their points were because a punt hit one of the giants special teams players and green Bay recovered that. So I, I mean, that's 10 of your 22 points. That means you got 12 points out of quote unquote legitimate offense. And, and they also, they leave six points, like at least six points on the board with honors missing a field goal with Jordan fumbling in the red zone. In I mean, the red just, zone. Golly. Just couldn't get out of their own way. Could not get out of their own way tonight. No. And it was strange and it was weird decision-making and it was odd ball placement on some of the stuff. I mean, Jordan Love didn't play well. Jordan Love played a C minus D plus you know, maybe a C flat C type of game if you want to be generous, but not the biggest of their issues, obviously. You know, one of the other problems that Green Bay has going back to the discussion about Watson and Musgrave and all that stuff is if you can't if you can't take the top off the defense, then you have to be able to run the football. And the Packers can't do that. Like it's been shown all season. It doesn't matter. Like last week we were like, oh man, AJ Dillon, he had like a pretty nice game. And it was fine, but like fine is awesome for this Packers team. Tonight, 15 carries, 53 yards for Dylan. 
Jaden Reed, four carries, 38 yards. And, you know, some of that was like they're finessing this run game because they have to. There is no line up and run the ball, just straight run game. You know, they can't do that. 218 yards passing for Jordan Love, a touchdown and a pick. He had the fumble too. Two turnovers from the quarterback. That's not going to cut it. No, they had the one explosive play to Tucker Craft, which was nice to see. They had a 35-yarder to A.J. Dillon, which was kind of cool by Dillon, but most of that was a check down and done after the catch. So, I again, just not a lot positive to take out of this. And now I, I didn't even get to the special teams yet. This is a team with the highest paid special for everybody in the world. And trust me, there's plenty of material on Joe Barry. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on, on Joe Barry. And it just is what it is. Now you're pretty much on an Island. If you think that he's worthy of his job and good, that's just kind of how that is. Tonight was another poor performance against a crappy offense and a crappy quarterback, but the special teams has the highest paid special teams coordinator in the sport allegedly a decorated special teams coordinator and they suck in year two of Basaccia. And yeah, you could say young guys and rotating in and out. That's life as a special teams coordinator. That's what they are. They're young players. They're guys that are picked up off the scrap heap. They don't just, you know, you don't have a team full, like they're not drafting first round picks saying they could play special teams. I know Van Ness plays special teams, but that's not really the point I'm driving here. Anders Carlson, his preferred kicker. He's missed a kick every single week since the bye week, except for against Kansas City, which cool, good for Anders. But shaky kicking game, this is a team that can't afford to leave points on the field, like you mentioned. Morley, those three points, how many points did they lose by tonight? Two. Oh, well, there you go. Big shocker. Yeah. You can't leave points on the field. This is not the high-powered Packers. Even Jordan Love at his peak. What they scored 27 against Kansas City. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, they're not lining up and scoring 42. They're just not doing that. They're not there yet. And that's okay, but they're not there yet. And they're the most penalized special team on special teams in the sport by a pretty significant margin now. They added to that total tonight. I, I mean, I'm not calling for anybody's job because I just I don't really like to do that. But Rich Bisaccia, uh what the hell, man? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, you know, people are going to be like, well, Bisaccia didn't muff the punt and then try to pick it up and fumble it again. Yeah, you're right. But. When you're the coach of the unit that's kind of routinely making boneheaded mistakes, that's your job. That's your job to fix it. You're not. It's not getting fixed. So who's going to fix it? And you could say the same thing for the defense as well. Uh, I mean, don't let – I, th- I know this is not news to anybody, but, like, don't let the numbers fool you. This defense is not good. Nope. And we saw that. We saw that on the last drive. I think, yeah, you know, it's like, and people are going to say, oh, they're in prevent. They're in prevent. They really weren't. Like, Keyshawn got beat man-to-man. Like, yeah, that, was a, that was man coverage, and it was, I mean. Wayne, Wayne Dale Robinson. 
Yeah, not Meaning, exactly. I mean, that's, not exactly I mean, the he, he, mix he, of yesteryear. No, and to, toasted him. Absolutely. Like it really, you know, I, I love Keyshawn Nixon. I do. I, I, I love having him on my football team. He's a fun guy to root for, but man, he had a, he had a rough night. Yeah, and it he feels like, you know, the Packers are starting to learn what players are overextended. You know, the more snaps someone plays, the more likely. I call it the Kamal Martin thing. Like, Kamal yep. Martin was a guy that everybody was like, oh, the Packers are good at linebacker. And, like, oh, Kamal Martin. It's like, well, Kamal Martin only played 200 snaps. And the more snaps he plays, the more possibility of him getting exposed exists. Yeah, and I think yeah. Keyshawn Nixon is in a spot where Nixon, I think, is fine as your dime back. Or, you know, maybe your guy right after that or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But you're starting primary nickel. That's a position Green Bay needs to look to upgrade this. And I was somebody that thought Nixon was going to flourish in that role. I was wrong. And that happens well, every Nixon, once in a while. But Nixon is a he's still a guy that you like have, like in that role, like a dime back, a, a core special team guy. Yeah, I he's a useful him, player. I, I want, want him, him to be – I want him to be my kick returner. I want him to be my punt returner. Yes. But, like – that happens. Like, I mean, you go point to any punt return in the NFL. It's done it for a long time. They'll, they muff punt sometimes. It sucks. It does, but they all do it. Um, and it just is what it is. And it just sucked that it came in like with the most inopportune time. I mean, you get a three, three and out out of the half. You're thinking, okay, here we go. Packers second half. They, they're going to get the ball here. They're going to go down and score. They're going to put some distance between themselves and the Giants. And we're going to get out of here with an ugly first half, but a win. Like, that's what I was thinking. And honestly, like, it, the whole game, you just kept thinking, like, they're not going to lose. Like, they're going to find a way to win this game. And they almost did. And then they didn't. So here we are talking about it. It's fun. It's fun stuff. I wish it was more fun. You know, it's kind of annoying. We didn't, it's, I didn't get to do been fun. There's been some fun. This overall, this has been a pretty fun season overall for us. As about as fun as a six and seven season can be, I think. Yeah. I, I would agree. It's, it's just, you know, the lows are the always la- low. The last month has been a lot of fun. I'll say yeah. that. This yeah. last week has not, the last eight hours hasn't been, last five hours hasn't been fun. Hopefully no. we get the party going next week. So here's the thing, though. Silver lining. It is in it is in Lambo. I'm you're hoping Aaron Jones is back. You're hoping Reed is fine. Who knows? Maybe Christian will be back. Probably not, but maybe. And it's also Baker. Yeah, and Baker will throw you one, but you know he's, Baker's. Hey, Baker's no Tommy DeVito. You know, no, he's he, much better. <laughs> You're right. He's much better. And they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and like, uh, yeah, those guys the Packers, good. you know, at some point too, the other reality is a secondary that is running with Carrington Valentine and Corey Valentine and Keyshawn Nixon is going to turn into a bit of a pumpkin. I'm surprised and, it hasn't already. Like, right. I keep, I keep thinking bad. Corey Valentine is just out there, just out right. there Roman. And you don't really hear his name that much. Like, I mean, it's, Oh, you did tonight the flea flicker that Wandell Robinson yeah. caught and like him and Drake was, Campbell ran into each other. That was awesome. That was cool. I, yeah. So there you go. There you have it, guys. That's the analysis of tonight's game. It's it's piss poor. It stinks. And the Packers lost to a team they shouldn't have lost to. And this is, you know, I kept trying to say 
we can't say there's going to be ups and downs and then like ignore that downs are going to happen. Well, this is one of those downs. And I didn't think it was going to be against the Giants. Like of the games down the stretch, I thought Green Bay could lose Sunday against Tampa was one. The Vikings on the road was the other one. The Panthers are terrible. The Bears suck. Like that's just how that is. But not the case. Green Bay drops one 24 to 22. We'll be back next week to talk. Hopefully a Packers rebound over the Tampa Bay Bucks. You can follow Jacob Morley. He's at Jacob Morley. Trey Watson is bullying Spectrum Internet as we speak as they have continued to try and silence him. And you can follow me. I'm at Jacob Westendorf. See you guys next week. Packers lose. This stinks. Eat Arby's. <laughs>